From the Alaska Tea Media Institute, I'm Jack Robbins, and this is Film Club. A podcast series where youth film critics and cultural connoisseurs get together and spill the theoretical tea on a new movie. So these are spoiler-filled conversations. If you haven't seen the movie they're talking about, be prepared to learn far more about them than the trailers would tell you. For this episode, we are talking about the new film adaptation of Musical in the Heights. The story follows characters live in the predominantly Dominican Washington Heights neighborhood of Manhattan as they pursue their dreams. It was written and produced by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who also wrote the musical. Our youth film critics got together on Zoom to talk about the movie, include their thoughts on the musical genre, representation of film, and much more. Here is the roundtable discussion led by senior producer Daisy Carter. Well, welcome to the In the Heights Roundtable Film Club. Um, and if we can just go around and say each other's names and pronouns. And if you have ever heard of the musical before, like before like the trailers or even heard the musical. My name's Chloe. I use she, her pronouns. And I first heard about this musical from one of my friends and she just was praising it really highly and talking about how good the musical was and like how excited she was to see the movie come out and then I saw the trailer and I was like it looks so good. I'm Sam. I use they them pronouns. I heard about it briefly because I just like knew of Lin-Manuel and I was interning at Latino USA and Marie Inahosa was going to be in the movie when she had like a cameo. So that's when I first heard about that the movie was coming out. And that was like in early 2020. I'm Carl. I use he, him pronouns. And I first heard about the movie through an ad on YouTube. And I got interested in it because I, it said like it was from the director of Hamilton or something. And that was pretty good. Uh, my name is Ormond. Any pronouns are fine. I recently saw In the Heights on HBO Max. I did not know it was a musical, but I, I like that I know that now. I'm Daisy Carter. I use she, her pronouns. And about a year ago, I discovered In the Heights. And then I found out that they're making a musical, and I just got really excited. So I also just kind of wanted to ask, because I saw this with my sister, and my family and they really don't like musicals but they love in the heights so i was just wondering if you guys have seen musicals or like like musicals sorry musicals are definitely like one of my guilty pleasures for sure i feel like when i was younger i watched like a lot of glee and definitely went through like a phase of being really into musicals but also, like, I'm, I am I understand, like, why people don't like them sometimes. But, yeah, definitely a big fan. For me, like, I feel like I, people that are, like, really into musicals are, like, really into musicals. And I feel like I'm not like that. But I do watch musicals just because, like, there are musicals. And I like movies. Um, like, I like some Disney movies. I like Hairspray. You know, I like High School Musical. Glee. I don't know. So yeah, I guess I like musicals. They're okay. Like they're tolerable. 
if they're good. <laughs> I never really pay attention to musicals unless it has like some big actor or director that I really like. The only musicals I know are like Hamilton, Cats, and The Book of Mormon. That's about it. Oh my goodness. I have yet to see or to listen to to Book of Mormon, but I've heard it's pretty good. So I might have to listen to that. Um, and Cats, I hope you didn't watch the movie. I, I will say briefly, like, I like, I prefer movies with good soundtracks over like musicals. I just get confused that the dialogue is all has to be a song. Like that, that oh, is yeah. a little confusing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now that we have our little musicals talk out of the way. Um, we can get to kind of like our first thoughts of In the Heights. Um, so I absolutely loved the, the movie. I thought it was so beautiful. I listened, no joke, like listened to the In the Heights soundtrack for like that week that I watched it because um, I was just so excited to, to, um, to watch the movie. From a comparative standpoint, it did do some pretty good things and it did do like a lot of stuff from the musical and I think there's I think one or two songs that I think like improved from from, from the musical to the movie but yeah overall like my at least my first initial thoughts is that I love it and that I recommend to anyone like not just Latino people like just to just everyone just to watch it and that it's amazing and that I love it. Yeah, I also really enjoyed the movie. I think what I enjoyed most about it was just like this really New York-y feel you get from it. Like I loved all the little details and like just watching the movie, I feel like you get a really strong sense of like being in Washington Heights, even though I've never like spent a lot of time in Washington Heights. But um, yeah, like the, is it, it's not the, I think it's the Washington Bridge or whatever bridge it is show in the movie. And watching this movie just made me like want to go to New York so bad. I That's what I think I liked most about it. And just like, I thought the dancing and like the music was really good and also just like so colorful and just like kind of everything you want from a musical. And at the same time, like musicals are an interesting genre because like some people just don't, like musicals but I feel like this is like a movie that is like not necessarily like it maybe makes both groups happen I I'll start with the positive because I also really like the New York parts of it like I like the fire escapes and the bodega and like the dancing in the street and like the hot summer I felt like that all was was done very well and was very enjoyable but I also am like a huge like Lin-Manuel Miranda hater like <laughs> so and I went into it with that attitude and I feel like there are definitely like critiques which I'm sure we'll get into later but there were there were things that I didn't like love as much about it and also like I'm just I'm not a huge fan of of Hamilton or just Lin-Manuel as a person or an activist or a you know so I I unfortunately was watching it with that lens yeah, at one point I thought it was a Coca-Cola commercial with the dancing in the streets and everything. It was like that Pepsi ad with Kylie Jenner. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, I've always seen musicals as more of an extroverted thing, being an introvert myself. But I did like In the Heights. I think it's a 
pretty good portrayal of what goes on in Upper Manhattan. Because, like, I wasn't really into musicals. I wasn't, like, I wasn't sure, like, what I was expecting. But watching it, I really enjoyed, like, the music scenes and stuff. I really liked all the dancing, like, how it kind of escaped reality for a bit and went back into reality, reality when they were done. Yeah, now getting into kind of the critiques, at least for me, some of the singers were kind of lacking. Now, I'm not a good singer. I don't claim to be a good singer, but um, compared to the music, like compared to like the, um, compared to like um, the soundtrack of like the original musical on Broadway, there was a lot of belting from like Nina and from Vanessa too. And I just didn't feel that with with each of their songs like my favorite song is um oh yes is nina's um or no it's vanessa's first song i think it's called i'm blanking on it but it's nina's first song and i really like it because it's very belty and it's very like yes like i'm going to like move forward and like be on my way out but i just didn't feel that vibe with this singer i think that's a little no no no, no. that's nina's nina's first song i think vanessa Vanessa's is it won't be long now yeah it won't be long now I knew it had a long I knew it had a long title yeah it won't be long now um I love that song because it just talks about just like leaving like leaving town and like looking for something better so I think that that was a little bit lacking for me personally um another thing that I kind of had a problem with was the the placement of um Abuela because I feel like Abuela she wasn't really as important as she is in the musical version. And we didn't really pay attention to her as much as we do like in the musical version. And I think that just kind of, that, that just kind of lost its importance of breathe. Well, no, not, 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 not of breathe, but it lost its importance of um, Alabanza, which is like, it's an emotional song and it's emotional. And her whole scene of Paciencia y Fe was so beautiful and so amazing. And it just really like encaptures like the like the whole like immigrant Latino experience that they that they leave their own country to find a better place in the United States. And I think that's also another one of my favorite songs. So I think it just yeah it just sums that up. And I think that we should have spent more time on her because from the outside looking in, I think you'll just be like, oh, just someone's grandma died. But in the musical, it's like someone that shares, that, that has experienced the, um, that has experienced like Washington Heights and who has been with, like with Washington Heights for so long, just died. Like everyone knew her and just everyone collectively grieving for her, I think was just a little off too. Also in the musical, um, you find, um, Usnavi finds out about the lottery ticket before she dies which I think is a little better placing of like story-wise is a little better. I haven't seen the original musical, so I can't compare, but I thought Abuela's death was so sad and so like just beautiful. Like the train scene was so sad and beautiful. And like, obviously like I'm coming from like a, not like a, a Latinx like perspective at all, but having Abuela die definitely like made me think of like, 
when my grand when my abba my grandfather died like just like that first person that like immigrates to the U.S. and like how important that first person is I don't know I just related it to that experience and like I don't know it was just definitely very powerful yeah because I think it like I think it like establishes like they established like the scene like they established you know like your family in the United States in this amazing country I can't deny the rapping at the beginning felt weird, but I, I find the Usnavi's name is pretty ingenious, and I absolutely loved the subway scene with Abuela. The choreography and shot work in that is definitely incredible. That, I think that's really interesting what you were saying, Daisy, about Abuela, because I also, like, I, I hadn't seen, it sounds like you have spent so much more time, like, with the music and seen other versions and stuff, because I was, like, I thought that whole part was so beautiful and then it just kind of came out of the blue that she died because I felt like we were just introduced to her character and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden she was dying so I just like agree like I feel like she should have been kind of a bigger part of the film but I also like there were so many different characters that were like entwining like I also it's like I also wanted to see more um I think her name's Dasha Polanco like, I really like her, and she was kind of a side character. But there was, like, a, just just a bunch of different, like, people like that. But, um, yeah, that came out of blue, f- out of kind of nowhere for me, and it was very sad. Yeah, and that's so true. Like, that whole train sequence, like, you're getting, you're like, it feels like you're just getting introduced to who Abuela is. I also wasn't loving, like, Nina's acting, which is sad, because, like, we, we can get into it, but she literally was, like, the only Afro-Latino, like, actor actor on the entire movie yeah that's the same that's the same thing for me I think her acting was kind of lacking which again was sad because yeah she was I thought she was the only Afro-Latina I think the other thing too that I really liked from the musical sorry I know we're talking about like stuff that isn't but I like the transition from her straight hair going back into the heights to her natural curly hair I just really like that transition like that just that made me happy but yeah her acting was not not up to par especially since she represents all the kids all of like the second generation kids who go out and get an education and like come back to like help their community and I think that's what a lot of Latino parents hope and just immigrant parents like hope for that their children will be able to make a really a really big difference in the world and I thought and honestly like that's probably the character that I most relate to is that she's She's, like, out getting an education to, like, help her family back home. I really didn't have much criticism. I think you guys all said it really well. Cool, yeah. Then let's get into the um, the Afro-Latino representation um, in the musical, which, when first presented to me, I did get very defensive and was like, oh, like, it's, like, you know, whatever. But after thinking about it and kind of sitting on it, when I do see, like, Dominican Republic people like out there and and just in general Caribbean people like out in the world like they are Afro-Latino and yeah like like we said earlier like Nina was really the only Afro-Latina person in the whole musical and I don't I really don't think that that's that's okay and then I thought about well even in the musical I don't even think there was any any Afro-Latino people on Broadway but then it's like well then we should have changed it for the musical you know for, for like the movie adaptation since that was a couple of, since the movie since the musical on broadway was 
was a little bit ago or a couple, like a couple years ago so yeah I don't think that was okay even though they did have the culture of Dominican Republic and Island um and Caribbean people in there I think they should just should have had some more faces in there yeah, I personally have never um, even actually, I, I don't think I've ever been to Washington Heights, but I know it's like known as like Little Dominican Republic. Um, and that's like a huge presence there. And I, and 90% of people I think that are Dominican, like are of African descent. And just when they were doing the panning shots, even like, or like the shots of the street, it felt like it was just like, that just wasn't represented. And that just is probably not what Washington Heights actually looks like. Which is also interesting because like Lynn Manuel is like from Washington Heights. So I'm just imagining like, oh, you're like, if you're like Afro-Latina and you like went to school with like Lynn Manuel and like all of a sudden he makes it big and he's like all of a sudden like not, I don't know. It's just interesting. I think just like representation is really difficult and it's like really important to get right. I also have seen a lot of people say that like uh, Jarell Jerome should have been in it who I don't know if you guys know who he is, but he was like the in Moonlight. He was the, he was in Moonlight and he's just like, an, he's Dominican and he's Afro-Latino Latino, and he's just an amazing actor. So that was an L. <laughs> <laughs> Does he sing in that movie? In Moonlight? Yeah. No, but I just assume like any, I don't know. I'm sure he can sing. He can, they can he, figure he it acts. out. He acts, yeah. Yeah, you can just take well, lessons. <laughs> On Wikipedia, it says he's also a rapper, so. There you go. Oh my God, that would have been so perfect. Maybe he was booked up. No, I totally agree with everything Sam and Daisy have said. Like, it's really sad to see. I think like the other thing is like, because I feel like it would be different if this wasn't a movie that was like branding itself on like representation, you know, mm. because, and so it's kind of like, that whole conversation of like, well, they're getting attention and getting praise because like, oh, it's diversity and we're representing people. But then uh, it just goes to show like how colorist like Hollywood as a whole. As a whole. And this isn't, um, I do, and I also like people on social media have been like having a very emotional reaction to like, which I think is totally valid. Like, I think it's, it totally makes sense. And I think it's totally okay to really enjoy the movie and also critique it. The only thing like I keep on thinking about is like, this movie does deserve critique and it like, I, that's all valid. But when Crazy Rich Asians came out, no one was criticizing it for like, not including darker skinned like Asian people, which, which, you know, that exists too. And like other things, like I feel like when West Side Story comes out, no one's like critique, no one's going to critique steven spielberg's west side story for like not cat you can tell just from the trailers it's probably going to be even worse than in the heights and I, I i'm not really expecting a lot of criticism about for that movie i mean i know that's like way ahead but i just think when i think of west side story the the steven spielberg movie that's gonna come out i feel like people are gonna talk about how it's so great and like IMAX and like how the colors and like visually it's so great and I just think like it's kind of a double standard like obviously like this movie is like a big part of it is about representation so yeah it is bad that they didn't represent the neighborhoods accurately but also I feel like it is like this double standard of like versus like I don't think white creators are going to 
get the same kind of criticism or like I'm trying to think there's something else I was thinking of. just like yeah like but I do think also like the new West Side Story movie it's not like they're making it this whole goal of like represent you know what I mean like it's not about representation so yeah I don't know if that makes sense but yeah that's kind of what I think about that <laughs> yeah actually I was gonna say I have heard that critique of Crazy Rich Agents because I wasn't the lead biracial or something I don't, I don't know I've just heard I've heard colorism critiques of that but I, I also think part of the problem there is that like this is like supposed to be like the one like Latinx movie. Like it's like if there was a lot more of them, it's just it's just sad that it's like I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that's why it, it probably faces so much criticism is because like Hollywood like puts so much pressure on like this like one movie. It's like oh, there's gonna be like one Latinx blockbuster and like Lin Manuel is gonna direct it. It was the same as like kind of like Black Panther where it's like, okay, this is like the one film that is going to encapsulate the entire experience of like this whole culture. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. So, yeah. God, that's so stupid that it's like, wow, you guys get one film a year. Like, wow, like make it big. God, I hate that. And I also feel like that's, sorry. I was just going to say, I feel like that's the problem with Hollywood as a whole too because it's like because now they're starting to like do these films like Crazy Rich Asians that are and like um in the heights that are like specifically about more representation but it's just an it's kind of like being set up to fail in some ways I think just because yeah and like people act like representation is kind of like easy but I feel like it's very difficult like you can't just kind of like slap you know it's not it's not like it has to be written well and like it can't just be like it's not just about having diverse faces and like i don't know having i don't know or yeah. just having like one character you know like having one character mm-hmm. like as a side character yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, the, exactly yeah it's like the biden cabinet of like movies <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like okay it's diverse but is it like is it diverse in experiences like yeah it's diverse but two weeks from now it's gonna do a flip yeah (laughs) the other thing I don't know if this is a double standard or if I'm reading into this too much like um obviously Nina is like Afro-Latinx so um but I also kind of felt like just on touching on like casting lighter skinned actors overall I felt like that was also like a little bit gendered because I, I haven't heard anyone talk about like criticizing like Usnavi for being like a light-skinned Latinx man but like I've I mean obviously like Vanessa is like white but like Which, I don't know I I just I don't know if anyone else thought that was like that might be reading into things too much but you know something that I did notice and I did think about like th- that part where she's trying to get the apartment and the lady's like oh no like we can't like afford you the apartment but she's very white and like very like white passing and I feel like, I don't know, like, it was just a little weird. And I think if they were going to do that storyline, like, they should have, like, casted someone who looked a little more, like, Latina. Does that make sense? Or just, like, they didn't have to choose, like, they didn't, it's just, like, they didn't have to pick someone who was light-skinned, I guess, if that makes yeah. sense. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that's the, what Lin-Manuel, like, he's, he's apologized and they're like, oh, like we had, like, it's just like kind of perpetuates a myth that it's like 
that the, all the actors are are like lighter skins. Like that's not true. Like <laughs> I don't know. You can get you I can find like, actors if you want to. Yeah, totally. I also feel like that's another thing. Like talking about like the burden of representation, sort of like obviously Lin Manuel. <laughs> obviously, like you know, there's he should be critiqued for the reasons he should be critiqued. Obviously, but I also feel like movies are like not one person's thing even though like I feel like this movie they marketed it a lot with Lin-Manuel because he's obviously Hamilton and like that's how they want to sell the movie but this movie I mean In the Heights was I didn't realize this until I looked it up but it's actually written based on like a book written by this woman and so like I don't know there's so many people that go into making movies like producers casting directors like at every step of the way and so I feel like that's like it's it's definitely like obviously Lin-Manuel like his name is on it so it's like at the end of the day it's like I and he's the director so it's definitely like on or no he's not the director but like also John Chu like the director of Crazy Rich Asians and In the Heights like I feel like he also like like and producers like I feel like they all like bear responsibility for like the movie maybe even the actors I don't know like (laughs) maybe don't take that role (laughs) I don't know I guess how could you not though if you were going to be cast in in the heights I mean I don't know I've heard people say like oh it's not entirely his fault like you can't put it all on this one it's like well they do have a lot of power so whose fault is it like (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I guess on a certain level like everyone is just kind of complicit if you're in charge of making the film. I've heard you guys critiquing him a lot and I just kind of wanted to, cause I, I don't know what you guys would like critique him on. So I'm just wondering like what exactly, just for me to be educated. I thought you'd never ask. No, I, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just on his Wikipedia for a while, but I mean, I feel like the biggest thing, there's been a lot that he has done wrong. Cause I know Hamilton has faced a lot of criticism just because it's like doesn't really depict the like the atrocities of slavery that like Hamilton like Alexander Hamilton was like very much a part of the one thing that I think this movie did that was like well done was like the dreamer story and just like I thought that was like a really important story to like have and I I don't know like I feel like I sound like uh Hollywood person that's making representation sound really simple right now but yeah I did think that that was like one of the parts of the movie that was done better and like an important thing to see in a big Hollywood film yeah and it wasn't in the musical like yeah I don't think it was even a part of um I don't think it was a thing when the musical came out so I thought that was that was really nice too and, and I also really like how like specific well in the musical it's the same thing but I really liked how he how like, it's a younger person being like yo we need to fix stuff because that's really how what it is right now and like how it's always been it's always been younger people like trying to fix stuff or I was just curious how people felt about something because I was like I I was kind of lost on like I think her name was Vanessa her like whole sueñito to, <laughs> to like move to downtown which I guess is like an, an aspiration like if you live in New York but I'm like why is she so desperate to to move downtown like 
I don't know. I was like, she has, I don't know. To start her fashion thing. Oh. To start a fashion thing. Okay, because I was just, I was like, why is she even trying to move? Like, I bet rent is, like, really expensive down there. Like, like, but I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think she wants to be, like, a fashion designer. So she wants to, like, move closer to, like, where, like, all the jobs are, question mark. Yeah, they didn't really make that clear. <laughs> yeah, but but they but they did make. But I think I think they did say in the beginning, like in the opening, like parts that yeah, she was moving because of her, like fashion stuff. Okay, yeah, that makes sense because she seemed to have like definitely like yeah, she was doing fashion design. That was part of it. I remember that. She's I, picking up trash all over the city to <laughs> turn it into fashion. <laughs> oh my goodness, I. I think the ending was a little weird too because oh that was the other thing that I didn't like was that like they made at least for me because I knew Usnavi wasn't gonna leave I knew that but I thought it was weird to like be led on that like oh my god like did he leave like like oh my god he left and it's like it's like uh like no like he's not gonna leave (laughs) you know like I just thought that was really weird and like that like flashback like I understand but I just that was a little weird. And also how, like, he stayed for her. But in the musical, he stays for Abuela. Like, he stays because... Oh. Yeah, he stays because, like... Oh, he's, it's really it's really beautiful. And, like, if you listen to the original soundtrack, like, you definitely should. Because what happens is that um, Sonny's friend, who does, like, the spray paint stuff, he paints a mural of Abuela. Like, a whole, like, mural of Abuela instead of like the whole mural of the beach so instead of the beach it's a whole like beautiful like mural of abuela and then he's like yo like i gotta stay because i gotta tell because now i have to tell the stories of of abuela and i thought that's a lot nicer than like i stayed for this girl that yeah. i really loved <laughs> and her like the fashion was not there oh, TV. no the clothes were so bad i was like <laughs> so bad i was like wow <laughs> Like, you leave that okay. on the street. <laughs> oh this, this is actually the the one like critique, not the one, but one of the critiques I had. I hate in movies when they have like twenty years later and it's like the same actors and they look like they haven't aged a day. And when they cut at the end to um, Usnavi and Vanessa, um, yeah, no, like, I was like, no one buys this at all. With their five kids or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I think it was just one. I think it was just oh. one, but then like the, but the other kids were just like the street kids. Okay. Okay. Not kids on a beach in Dominican Republic. I, I will <laughs> yeah. see I will say Anthony is that his name? Anthony, Anthony Ramos, yeah. He's very good. Like very I liked good. his acting a lot. <laughs> he yeah. has very, he's very good. He also has like a pretty like decent r&b album um, <laughs> i just yeah wait um, i didn't know that that's like yeah i i listened to a little bit of it and i think it's good i think something that i kind of wanted to share too was i've been seeing like like after the movie came out i've been seeing a lot of tiktoks of people being like oh my goodness like i'm right there like in this like sea of people from like like dancing and stuff like that and like people freaking out that they're on screen and I don't know that just made me so happy 
like I would like like they would bring their whole family and they would go to see like a private theater just for their like three seconds of like screen time and being like oh my goodness like there I am that just made me so happy and it made me very emotional um just to see that and I remember because I went to go see it with Chloe and I felt so bad that like my sister and I were like laughing and like being loud like in the theater and just being like oh my god like this is like so funny and and like Chloe said like no like that's okay like this is like this is like for you and like because because I am Latina I do have immigrant parents who immigrated here and yeah it's just so just so much of that was in this musical and so much of so much of planting your seed in America and just watching it grow was just so much and so was so important in this story and that just really made me happy and um yeah and I think that's what kind of this musical was about with obviously like it's flaws and all that like at the core it's really about people you know coming to United States to be better off than they were in their other country and I think that's such an important story to tell and such an important especially in the mainstream such an important story to tell um in the mainstream now because people have forgotten that that's why people come to this country and that's why some people that's why people do things to come to this country and yeah I just wanted to say that at the end do you guys want to have some final closing thoughts on the movie on um on anything that we talked about today I think I found the movie rather educational like I didn't know about anything about the situation that was going on over there but now I now I know and I like having that knowledge I I think I agree in that like it it definitely painted a portrait of um, like Washington Heights, even if there was flaws, but it, it definitely put you in that place. I wish I had seen it in theaters. I think that would have been fun. Lin-Manuel Miranda, please do better on your next movie. And- um, Or, I mean, you've done enough, you know, you've made a few movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's stop making movies. <laughs> um no I think he'll probably make more movies um I don't think this is the end I think this is the beginning of Lin-Manuel Miranda to be honest um I was about to say I feel like he's the token Latino right now oh yeah for sure I want to move to New York that's all I can say I this movie has just made me want to move to New York so yeah Mm, I like how I liked how this movie showed what was going on for like people in New York City and like in Washington Heights or just anywhere else in that city where it's kind of hard for them. And I was surprised at how emotional this movie was too. I mean, it kind of depends on the person on how emotional it is, but and even, even if it was different from the musical, I was still like really happy at the end for them. That's really sweet, Carl. It is emotional. Mm. That's really sweet. Okay, I think we're done here. Thank you all for listening to our conversation about In the Heights. Um, And thank you guys, um, thank you all for being here. And thank you guys for watching it. You've been listening to Film Club, a production of the Alaska Teen Media Institute. 
Our show's theme music was composed by Kendrick Whiteman. The Alaska Team Media Institute is based in Anchorage, Alaska. We would like to acknowledge the design of people whose land we live and work on. Many thanks to the supporters of our podcast, including Rosie Roberts and Nat Hertz. The views expressed in this program do not necessarily represent the views of our sponsors. Thank you to our listeners who contribute to our programs and help us leverage additional funds and grants. If you would like to support Youth Voices in Alaska and keep our podcast going, you can support us through Patreon. It's a membership platform that makes it easy to support creative endeavors like Atme. Just go to patreon.com slash alaskateammedia. You can also help by subscribing to, rating, or writing a view of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Every little bit helps us get our stories out there. If you're youth ages 13 to 14 who is interested in becoming a member of our team, go to alaskateammediainstitute.org slash join to find out more. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For Alaska Team Institute, I'm Jack Robbins. Thanks for listening.